Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Audio Files podcast. I am Quinn. With me, as always, is my co-host, Griffin. Hello. And uh, it's been a short week this week, so we're going to take a chance to just sort of uh, talk some shit about all the stuff that's been happening in the music world the past five to seven (laughs) days or so. Uh, There's been a lot of fun stuff, so I think this will be a good chance for me and Griff to catch up and uh, talk uh, talk about all this fun stuff that's been happening. But as always, I want to start off the show by saying thank you to anyone that's been listening. We do realize that uh, episode two might have been a skosh more quiet than the first episode. and We get it, okay? We get it. We have been told. <laughs> and don't you worry, it will be remedied for this third episode. Uh, but we do appreciate everyone giving us feedback on that. That's really great that with us posting it, people care enough to be like, hey, this is, uh, this is a little quiet. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. And uh, let's, keep it, let's keep it rolling. I, I have a couple ideas in mind for things that I want to do once we get to uh, maybe like 100 Instagram followers uh, or maybe 500 plays uh, overall. So we'll see which comes first. So uh, if you want to get some new special things from us, uh, namely something like a Spotify playlist for all of the music we talk about, then uh, keep sharing it with everybody. Let everyone uh, know who you think would like this. And once we get to that 100 uh, follower mark on Instagram or 500 plays overall, I think we'll start updating that Spotify playlist. Griffin, how does that sound to you? I like it. Um, It's already been requested. And I roasted someone who made a comment about, you know, we should have notes and stuff for this, which I don't disagree with. But uh, I was like, if you can't type in the bands we're talking about into Spotify, I'm just going to call the police because you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't hang with you anymore. So you know true. who you are and I'm roasting you again. Yeah. But no, we can, can we can definitely have, uh, you know, some kind of archive of things so it's easier for people. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. It's the least we can do for all you guys. Uh, well, with that out of the way, let's move on to the other important thing we need to do, which is checking in on what we've been listening to. So Griff, hit me. What's been going on? <sighs> I always go first. It's your turn. <laughs> I can, We've only you know done what? it two times, and I always go first. <laughs> you know what? We'll switch it up. I will go first on this one because uh, I already I have it ready. I've already been planning this out. Hit me. Uh, I've been listening to something a little strange for me, something that I haven't listened to in a really long time, and it is a band called Man Man. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a deep cut for old Quinn Heidi. Um, it is essentially just like weird sort of uh, – I don't even know how to describe it besides sort of like hipster experimental Viking vaudeville uh, is about how I would describe that it. That sounds right. I, I never <laughs> I never got into Man Man, but I know you and uh, your brother did. Um, yes, it's a uh, it's I saw them open up for Modest Mouse when I was I think. 12 11 or 12 years old and it was one of the first major concerts that i ever went to and it just like really captured my attention at the time but um i recently went back to listen to him because some people that i work with had it on like a playlist and it sort of hit me in a much different way than it did whenever i was growing up and i hadn't listened to it in i mean probably five to seven years and it actually is really really good uh the album in particular that i listen to is called rabbit habits and it has uh, a lot more, that. yeah, it has a lot more um, cool shit than I remember it having, and I think I'm listening to it with a much more discerning ear now. So going back to that was super, super tight, and I uh, I really like that one. 
that's a that's that's a definitely an old school banger and transports me back to to middle school and as you said my brother likes that band a lot as well and that's one of the ones that we have always shared with each other so holds a special place i'll have to go back and listen to it because i it wasn't for me at the time and i just i imagine you know dudes with jugs and overalls when i hear think of this band which is probably not at all what they sound like but for every reason that's what i imagine <laughs> especially because they were you know torn with modest mouths and that was just one band i just could not just the stigma around it so like that whole image i'm just like mm, i yeah. can't but you know as a you know learned man i will <laughs> i will go back and check it out because it's definitely what's over you know, almost 12 years old now that album so yeah it's i mean it's it's definitely worth worth listening to uh it's that it's not for everybody though it's some strange shit at times but like i said a lot of the a lot of the instrumentation i did not remember being as good as it was and now hearing it all these years later made me realize that those dudes actually really knew what they were doing um and then besides that uh my girlfriend had some family in town and there were a couple things that she was putting on for them uh that i wanted that i went back and listened to myself one of which is dixie chicks and <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I mean, preach it. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Well, tell me, I mean, tell me about Earl. Come on. <laughs> you know what? People will probably hear that initially, maybe be a little put off, but maybe not. I mean, if they know either of us, that means oh, that no. they might, no. they may be from Texas. Uh, and that probably, I think, puts hey, music, dis- music, whatever, whatever does it for you. That is right. But also, let's just put a blanket statement that Dixie Chips fucking slap. And that's a fact. <laughs> I think they'll ever be tied to their political views, but yes, musically, I do remember enjoying a few radio hits in my time from Dixie yeah. Chicks. Yeah, I, oh boy, do I love a lot of Dixie Chicks albums. So anyway, I was, in general, there was some country being played that uh, that was sort of on the brain, but Dixie Chicks was the most prominent in all of it, and, and that's about it, baby. That's, it's been a short week, I, but it's been a good week. I don't know if they're considered pop country, because I don't... They're probably more country than pop country, but they had some pop stuff. But I just, it was one genre that, you know, it was easy enough to listen to, but it's not something I got into for sure. I mean, I know, especially growing up in Texas, like we did, like that was just, that is the radio. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. It just never was anything like my sister listened to like Leanne Rhymes and stuff back in the day, but like. Oh, Leanne. (laughs) Well, you know what though? The drummer for Dixie Chicks is so good. Every time that I hear a Dixie Chicks song, I, I am talk about blowing on drugs like that's what i'm doing that's a hoot nanny yeah that uh yeah any session drummer especially country or even hip-hop like those are some of the best drummers ever so yeah so i good. respect all those drummers because they're always pull something off one they're tight as hell but two they, they always do some fill that you're just like well that wasn't supposed to go there but i know he did that for me so i appreciate it <laughs> it's true it's always it's the little the little things in all those songs uh yeah my fr- fun fact my first car was a uh it was a very shitty tank of a buick that i think was like a 91 and i called it the, the sin, sin wagon, wagon. Uh, yeah, yeah baby sin, he knows uh, i think yeah, all I did it was leak gas yeah <laughs> yeah i think i breathed in fumes for like six years straight and to oh you're high as fuck yeah yeah anyone who ever rode in that car with me i'm really sorry for all the damage i inevitably did to your <laughs> brains because it was bad oh yeah wow i remember that piece of shit I don't think I ever listened to music in it, but yeah, I do remember. Yeah, it, it, it Did wasn't it have great. a CD player. What did it have? No, it didn't have a CD player. It had a tape deck that worked oh. for the first two years that I had it, uh, <laughs> and then that stopped working as well. But it also didn't have. Uh, you couldn't open the driver's side door from the outside. 
it was oh, it's a feature. Don't worry about that. That's part of it. <laughs> it's a, it's a luxury in most <laughs> countries. Uh, no, so that that car was the Sin Wagon, and it was all named for the Dixie Chicks. Well, that's I I for, I totally forgot about that. You're right. That's that's why it was called that, and I never even like tried to put those two things together. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Got I should have known this. Here. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So it's your turn now, buddy. What, what you been listening to? Uh, so I just got into this band yesterday morning. Um, nice. Doing the Instagram scrolls. Um, actually, maybe in Facebook. But anyway, it's an audio tree post uh, about a band called Pool Kids. And mm. I am fucking here for it. Um, so this is a female fronted. Actually, it's got two uh, female members in it. There, One plays guitar and sings and one plays bass. And then there is a male drummer and a male guitar player. And the other guitar player is... Um, the old guitar player from You Blew It. I think his name's Andy. Oh. Um, so they're all from Florida. If you know You Blew It, they're all that Florida scene with Dikembe and all those bands. Um, anyway, so they're, it's an interesting genre because the audio trail listen to starts out, it's it's all tapping, it's, you know, odd time signatures, great vocals. Um, I definitely recommend checking out the audio tree for sure because it shows just how talented they are. But the record that they're playing the songs from is called Music to Practice Safe Sex To. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i was already intrigued um and the the record is very like it starts with all kind of these more slower emo maybe i don't know if that's the right word but it's not as it's not the tappy stuff that like the audio tree opens with and that the song that they even open that audio tree with is not so, till song four on the record so it's kind of a it's an interesting track list but every song is really really good um i i don't know i really enjoy it so hopefully anybody who's into kind of tapping maps and atlases ttng all that kind of stuff i mean it's not as complex as that but it's got some really cool stuff on it um and this the singer i don't know her name but um is very very good and the bass player fucking rips too um so i definitely recommend this this album to anyone who, uh, who wants to check it out it came out last year it looks like i'm looking here at the song titles and uh one of them is called they only care about my fills not my feels yes uh, <laughs> And that oh song boy. starts with a weird drum fill, and then they yell, Pop Goes the Weasel. So that's what you're <laughs> in for. Um, so definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, they just put the auto tree up like last month, I think. And it basically, they play six songs off of that nine song LP. And they're on tour right now. Uh, nowhere near me or you, I don't think. But uh, they are on tour with I the Kembe. I see that they're actually. on tour. Yeah, I was about to say, I see yeah. they're on tour with the Kembe. Um, so it's actually, I, like I said, I've only heard, been listening to it since yesterday, but it actually is very, very good. Uh, it just kind of took me by surprise so check I it out be, i will be listening to that that is oh and apparently me. they did a april fools thing which i still haven't listened to it i just heard them talk about it on the audio tree they did some kind of metal april fools ep where they called themselves i think just pool and the title of the ep or the two song uh, ep is uh the kids are dead so, <laughs> <laughs> so they're not pool kids anymore i don't know i the story about it's really interesting on audio tree but i haven't listened to the what they're trying to do but it sounds like they're a bunch of really talented uh folks so check it out that kind of reminds me about how when code orange dropped the kids from their name oh yeah yeah that's um, they're not kids anymore it's pool baby that is no 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 those are (laughs) Uh, full-grown demons (laughs) and definitely don't try to google pool kids because you're just going to get a bunch of walmart inflatable pools so i learned that the hard way um (laughs) well that could have gone even worse i I was gonna say or some stuff you didn't want to see but uh yeah check them out instagram facebook all that stuff they got all that um, and the other thing, oh, uh, well, I don't know, we can kind of probably want to talk about this, maybe, 
Um, I haven't even finished the album yet because I have thoughts on it. <laughs> but the new Oh Sleeper came out last Friday. Yeah, buddy. Um, so I got about four songs in before I just said I'm going to come back later. But um, I've always had opinions on this band, so it's hard for me to talk about because, one, I, I don't want to say I grew up with them. They, they just grew up in my area, and I've uh, known them since they were, what, letter 12 is what they used to be called, or one of the, what's the, shit, what's the guitar player's name? Shane. Shane, yeah. He was in Letter 12, and then he went on to Between the Buried and Me, um, and then started a sleeper, and then he did Woven War and all that. So um, I really like this band. They've just had such a weird history, um, and I was really excited for this, and I like the stuff, but I just – so many times I have a problem with his vocals. <laughs> I just, it's yeah, hard for me. Well, and you know what? You, you, uh, you're right. I did – this is one of the, the few things from music this week that I figured we would talk about, and I kind of agree yeah. that like it's not maybe not worth uh, – too deep of a dive into because i'm kind of like you i think i got about halfway through and was like yeah sure i get it yeah i mean there's such a good band i think so like that first album which shit i'm gonna hold on what is it called uh when When i I am god God. like that thing gave me chills like i was i mean i remember listening to uh what is it the we are the archers and that Mm -hmm. ending i mean come on if you're not fucking if you don't feel like you're in lord of the rings i mean let's go yeah that 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 whole whole (laughs) album is so good i I mean that i that's like that's like a standard for me in terms of uh any sort of metalcore album that shit is amazing it's a great album i mean and even the one after is fantastic too son of the morning i mean the finisher i mean they, they know how to write songs that just build and build and even short ones too that just the breakdown, the vocals, like they're clearly, you know, it's very religious tone to it, obviously, but it's all very good. And then Children of Fire came out and I Ooh, took that a, is I, I jumped right off that wagon. Hot I garbage. Just, I could, I just cannot, you know, the whole Hush IL thing and <gasps> I don't, you know, I don't know the whole story to that, but just, I don't need a big burly white dude singing to me about these problems. Like it, it's some, it doesn't <laughs> seem genuine to me. It just seems forced and it just... It's not the tone. And I know, you know, I don't know. I'm not gonna say I know. It feels like, you know, the guitar player, Shane, like he really, he has a great singing voice. It just, for me, it doesn't fit the band for some reason. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know how to, on the first albums, it's great because it's, it's just kind of, I, I, did, I always had a problem with Vices Like Vipers being the opening on When I Am God because it like, he comes in too quick with like but, this kind of chorus. It's a great song. I'm just saying we- like that always... Are we forgetting that the beginning of that song has those sweeps that could just mop your floor? It does. Floor? Like, he's a fantastic guitar. Like, the, it's hard to, like, say bad things because it's, like, it's everything I should like, but there's just so many things that, like, keep me away from it. Yeah. And Children of Fire, I was I was just done. I remember listening to that album and just being like, okay, this is too big for your britches now. And I also saw them when they played Columbus. I think they opened for Emory. And it just, I could tell they weren't into it. This is right with the time they were kind of just fading away. And, you know, it's hard being a band. I'm not going to fault them for that and, you know, keeping everybody interested. But just, it just was not a great live show. Um, they were kind of filtering through members. And then they kind of came back with, uh, I think, the Titan EP, which mm-hmm. was not bad. Uh, just, once again, just more stuff. And then they toured, like, with just a drummer, a guitar player, and a singer, and, like, backing tracks. And I'm just like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like they're back now. And so, like, you know, everything I've seen uh, and the songs I've heard, like, they're not bad. It's just it still drifts into that territory of, like, who are you trying to satisfy? Because I know he went off to do Woven War with the Azalea Dying guys. And that was just that was 100 percent not for me. Like, yeah, I well, three yes. seconds of that. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and they, yeah, I feel like those dudes also 
uh and think jesus christ is this another topic for another day but i feel like those yeah. dudes also were just waiting for tim lambesis to get out of jail so that they could oh, fly they need, back they, to him they needed something to do and that was a great out but you know it would never get as big as as a dying or even a sleeper for that matter i mean maybe even more successful i have no idea but i just that was another thing it's just hard pass. i don't need i just I, the image of just this huge ripped up dude with this tiny guitar singing what he's singing like i don't know it's the same reason i can't get into trivium too it's just like i just that whole look just bothers me <laughs> I can't. yeah no i i agree that's not it's not for me i and i guess you really kind of hit the nail on the head, man, because I I do feel like everything about, especially this new album, I mean, Children of Fire, as I said, hot garbage, but I feel like yeah. with this new one, I mean, all the songs that I heard, I was like, there's nothing that I dislike, yeah. but I also have no interest in listening to this right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it, just, I, it wasn't right. I love the cover. I think the cover is, you cover's know. sick. Pretty sick. And I did pre-order this because I wanted to, I don't, I don't know if they put a, you know, I'm a big vinyl collector and I don't know if there's any other albums on vinyl. So when I saw the opportunity, I was like, sure, you know. I'm sure I'll like the album and I don't dislike it, but I know this is one that, you know, this is not what I'm looking for right now. So it's got, it's got to go on the shelf. I'll come back. I'll rip it up. I'm sure there's great moments because this is definitely what they should sound like, not what they did sound like. So, yeah, I mean, and they're all, they're all insanely talented musicians. I mean, like every single one of them are, I mean, especially Shane is like an amazing guitarist an amazing songwriter but like you said there's just it's it's i should like it yeah and (laughs) it's partly because i'm sort of picky about like any sort of by the books metalcore but just Mm. as soon as he starts that singing man i just like i thought i I just kind of want to change the track i'm like "Mm, no it started what was it check track three was i think it's fissure like Mm -hmm. he starts singing and i'm like okay this is good and like if i could give notes in the in the studio (laughs) it's just like he sang this chorus or I don't whatever it was. It was like he sang a part and like he did like one phrase of it. And I'm like, okay, sick. Let's go back in it. But then he like repeated it like four more times. And I'm like, okay, yes. that was three times too many. Like <laughs> you're done. Like get off the mic. Like that's not, I don't know. There's just something about, I, I always felt like this is me personally. I have no proof of this, but I always felt like he was always trying to put himself in places he didn't belong vocally. Yeah. And then they just kind of let him and it's cause it, it was never bad. And maybe that was stuff people liked, but I, you know, I don't, I don't need a band that just screams the whole time. I like the, you know, the different, the change and the, uh, dichotomy of it, but it's just ah, something, I don't know. It does it, it, it doesn't fit. I know. <laughs> he it, never it, has to be. It haunts me. Uh, but, but, you know, the first album, the first two albums, like you said, it, it, it will bother me at times, but not enough to ever take away from it. But that first album in particular, I feel like, and it, to me, this has always been the problem with O Sleeper is that like that first album and I mean, and the EP. So the Armored March EP and When I Am Gone. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. are so like ahead of their time. If you think about when they came out and what other bands were producing, like quality They're music in crushing. that genre. Yeah, it's just crushing. Yeah, I mean, it's just it just it sounded like fucking you know rocket launcher going off in your face. Like, well, it was, and it, it to great. me to me uh, When I Am God has always seemed like uh, when I think about bands that were popular in like uh, in, in like. I guess big metalcore bands in the early 2000s versus what metalcore became in the late 2000s. Like, Oh Sleeper bridges that gap because, especially on that first album, because there's so many parts that were like things you would have heard on like fucking Pass the Flask or some shit uh, or some other, some other early 2000s metalcore album. And then, but also they were getting into like that shit that all these kids that would eventually become like mallcore fans and stuff would, would be able to get into. But yeah, that first album is amazing. And so is the second one, but this, this one, you know, good for them. They're making it. 
Yeah, I think it's right where it needs to. I mean, if if you could take out Children of Fire for me, and this this should be the logical, you know, next album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think about their history. You know, Letter Twelve, which I don't know if you ever heard, and there's probably not any demos of. Oh, not maybe. No, no, he wasn't in Letter Twelve. I'm sorry, he was in. Uh, he was in Evelyn. Uh, I screwed that up. Letter Twelve. This the singer of Letter Twelve. Fuck, he may have been in that too. I don't know. The whole history of that is Letter Twelve became uh, Terminal. Um, oh, you know, so and the drummer from Terminal and some of the guitar player or the redheaded guitar player, uh, they went on to be in the first iteration of uh, a sleeper. Mm-hmm. So they're all related. They're all from Dallas. You know, they're all played in similar scenes with uh, bands I was in. Um, but yeah, it was like Evelyn Letter 12 became Terminal, became a sleeper. So like those and those and Evelyn and kind of Letter 12 were more chaotic, you know, Dillinger ish type of band. Not as technical, but just, you know, just chaos, you know. Yeah kind of just all over the past st- stuff. But um, this O Sleeper is a great example of like that kind of, cause it's almost like a technical Zayo, you know, it's, yes. it's very, it's just, it's just way more technical, um, but it's still crushing. And like, it has that religious tone to it. And it's just, it's, it's just, everything feels like fire and brimstone on those mm-hmm. first two albums. And that's just, it's, it's great. You get the, you get the imagery, you get the feeling, and I didn't get that with the third album, but uh, this one, I feel like it's back, but like, maybe it's too late or maybe I'm just, you know, I've gotten older or I just, I know too much, you know, <laughs> like I've, <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've heard Woven War. I've heard Children of Fire. I know all, I follow them on social media. I mean, I know the singer like kind of, and he kind of did an interview on this. He went through, you know, some tough life shit like we all do. And he like cut all his hair and became like a real estate agent and all this kind of stuff. And it sounded like that's not really wanted to do, but he just, he needed to get away from music because it's the fucking tough business. Um, and the fact that they're back, I'm really proud for them, but it's, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I I want to like it, but not today. Yeah. I, that's it, man. I, I will support them because I, I appreciate what they are and who they are. Uh, we we should revisit these like in, you know, future episodes and just see where we're at with it. But I don't, I'm not there right now. Yeah. I, I I do think I'll come around to it a little more in the future, but, um, yeah, maybe now is not the time, but I will continue to re-listen to that first album over and over again. And yeah, that's all, all the new one made me want to do is just go back and listen to the old stuff. So like yeah. that that's oh I don't know if that's God. a good thing or a bad thing, but I was just kind of like, okay, well, I remember the other stuff. <laughs> Bro, I mean that like there uh which song is it? I mean there's a few, but like Charlatan's Host on the first album and the, the breakdown yes. in that, like every time I play it, yeah. I have to go replace my car windows. Like it is insane. <laughs> You're it's, hitting on the freeway shit. Oh my God. I mean it's Yeah. I mean it's two so flagship, good. I mean Yeah. That was the we are the archers two flagship yeah all those I, what is the, i think siren song is like the one on the album that's like it's where they kind of let him do his thing and i'm like ah, skip <laughs> i know and it, it always bums me out whenever i hear it because i always think that it's on son of the morning not when i am god yeah. and so every time it comes yeah. on i just i'm like Oop, nope, nope 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 no nope. the one on son of the morning is that reveries of flight there, there's yeah. always one song where they're like okay you can do it like go ahead <laughs> uh but no, it's the it's the bangers that I want, you know, that, you know, off Son of the Morning, obviously the op- the title track, uh, World Without a Sun, The Finisher. Like, there's always three to four that, like, are just, you know, I want to pump iron and fucking mm-hmm. get in the boxing ring or something. Like, you just yeah. you need to hit something. and or, uh, or, get a, or get a bow and just start shooting it into the sky. I mean, <laughs> just... <laughs> well, and I, I love uh, I love Micah Kennard's vocals. I think that he's, yeah, he's, he's a, a really good vocalist. Drummer. I mean, like. Yeah. Even uh, what was that side project called? Uh, Kill Trox and the Motherships. With oh my god, that, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah with Ordway. Yeah, yeah, with Zach Ordway and Travis yeah. Orban and brother. That's oh my also god, that was banger. so good. 
I mean, that was just the most programmed over the top music, but it was, it was beautiful, but it was more, you know, he's very good at this whole storytelling thing. Cause that's what Kiltrox was about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love, I love the time he takes to write these stories and there's a story to the new one too, but like, he's a very good lyricist, vocalist. Like he's got all the pictures. I'm sure Shane helps with that too. I mean, I don't not give him credit for something. It's just, please play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're right though. The, all the, all their shit is, is like, they're all conceptual and uh yeah. everyone knows that I love me a good concept album but sure, um yeah. the the one thing that I will say is cuz I I heard so I I heard I think the last song just like on a YouTube video and then I listened to like the first I think 5 or so on the album but um and I read it I saw this in an interview too but like it's very referential lyrically to all the other albums they've made which is oh, like okay. Like, and he, he like references, he says lyrics from like the first album. Um, and in one of the songs he straight up references like, uh, sort of like the motifs from each of the albums, like all in one line. And that's cool and all. And normally I'd be the guy who gets really stoked about that, but there's something about it that almost feels like I really want him to tread new ground. Cause it almost feels like the, the, the whole album is sort of relying on like him being like, Oh, you know, the, the stuff we made before was so sick and we know you like that. And I get that it's sort of representative of the whole journey they've been on, but at the same yeah. time, uh, I think that he is a very good lyricist and a very good storyteller, and I almost wish that he would have came back and just, like, blown the doors off with something new. Uh, but, you know, to, to, to each his own, and I'm sure that this album is probably far more personal to him than any of the others, so, you know, I can't criticize too much. Yeah, and I don't know if they're trying to just you know rekindle the magic because you know they're on solid state and they were off and now this new album they're back like i don't know the whole history of that but mm-hmm. um i thought they were happy not being on a label for just like every other band xyz reason but now yeah. they're back so i mean i'm happy for them because it's probably better for them in the long run and they're going on tour and everything or they're doing they're mostly not huge tours but you know a few weeks at a time which is fine um but yeah they are a four piece now so i think they just have a bass player so there's still one guitar player but that's better than doing the you know, weird vaudeville show. It's almost like, you know, seeing them, seeing somebody play Oh Sleeper at a talent show is what it looked like you know, <laughs> four years ago. And I, I, I get it. I get, you know, if that's, if that works, you know, we have the technology to have backing tracks, but it's like, if a band like this, I want to see the full production, you know, like when you see, um, shit, what's the band that you, Arch- uh, Architects? Mm-hmm. Architects. Yeah, they're they're like stage show, you know, where they're playing like arenas and it's just like, you know, the lights, the vibe. And it's awesome. Like that. Like that, that's what this should be though. I'm saying like, you can't, you can't half-ass this. So like for them to almost go like, you know, small indie touring band with what they're doing, it's like, well, that's awesome. I love small shows like that. It just it feels like there's always like a missing piece. Like they're not fully, they're not uh, firing all cylinders, but yeah. they, I haven't seen a show since they've come back. So I can't, you know, make an opinion on that yet. Just, yeah. I know what I saw a few years ago and I was like, mm, um, you should go back to the drawing board. <laughs> well, you know, and I, you know, you mentioned architects and, uh, I, I do think for me, I mean, it, I am not some sort of like metalcore historian for all these, these newer generation bands that have come around. I mean, not that Architects is new, but Architects is, uh, to me, the top of the pile in terms of all those bands. So like, I do always have a, a tendency to, to judge anything in the genre against that. And so you're right. Whenever I think about seeing them live, I want that fucking Pink Floyd laser show that Architects is putting on, <laughs> uh, for that's, every band. That's that's another band that I know you really enjoy that I just, I never really dove into. I remember the first, uh, whatever there was a hollow crown mm-hmm. or something. Hollow crown is so good. <laughs> I didn't, I did not like it. It's just like metalcore is such a genre, for, a genre for me that I'm just, 
when it starts to get too like it's August burn red, August burns red, like they're in the same ballpark to me. It's just like yeah. it all kind of just starts to blend together when you can just crank out an album every two years on the dot. It just like it, there didn't seem like to be a lot of passion in there. I think Architects is different, and I'm just pigeon pigeonholing them. No, but I mean, I agree. I think that that's, I mean, and that's probably a, a conversation for another day, but I do agree that sure. that's, that's sort of like what a lot of those bands fall into. And um, I actually saw Architects on my birthday this year. Uh, and whenever I did, I took my roommate Grisha with me and he was not an Architects fan before. And like, even after seeing them live, he's not an Architects fan now. It's just not for him. Uh, yeah. and, and I understand that it's most of those bands fall under that umbrella for me of me just not being able to, to do it. But, um, yeah, architects is just always like, I I've always loved, uh, the early stuff. And obviously they have like an insane story compared to a lot of other bands. Um, so, and also, uh, I am fully capable of admitting that I watched the documentary. I I've told you this, but when I watched the documentary yeah, about did. them releasing, uh, their latest album and I cried like a baby, like for like five minutes I mean, and it was well, some sad weird. shit that happened to him. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, architect slaps. Oh, sleeper also slaps, but this album, not for me right now. Yeah. I'm not going to, I can't give it a review and you know. If anybody listening to this, go you know make your own opinion, obviously, but that's just just where I'm at with it because it is what it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty of I have plenty of friends that are probably listening to this and maybe feel differently or feel the same, but because um, we all grew up with you know this band, but uh, I'd be curious to hear what people think about it. Um, and I'll try I'll go back and listen to it at some point. But the songs I heard, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, well, and I, so. Speaking about architects and talking about like tragedies within bands and shit, and also just kind of the the metalcore genre uh, to a degree, this makes me think about one of the other things that I want to talk about that was big this week that got me fucking amped was, uh, did you see about the Ghost Inside playing that show this week? Yeah, uh, that's that's the band with a drummer who lost a leg, or mm-hmm. right? Okay, so I know the story about that. I don't. I couldn't even tell you one song by them. I know. Uh, what Jordan from Every Time I Die did a poster, and so I know I know the whole you know story and like why it's a big deal, and you know I think that's incredible that they're back, but like I don't know like what they sound like. Yeah, well, so I, explain it to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not gonna pretend that they are my favorite of all of those bands that they usually get lumped in with. Um, sure. To, to be it's a honest, great story though, it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, but to be honest, I think that like. It sort of is comparable to, you know, anything that's going to be like a sort of like stick to your guns, stuff like that, uh, that that does sort of ride that line between like traditional hardcore and modern metalcore. Um, But all those dudes. It's got a a beat down element to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it's I mean, it's and it's just like it's great music to see live. It's it's very much in the vein of all the shit we were talking about last week about how, you know, hardcore shows are sick to see live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These dudes, I mean, like to think. Uh, well, we'll for, tell the story for yeah, somebody guess, who doesn't know. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, yeah, they, I think four years ago, it was in 2015, um, they got in a super bad bus crash while they were on tour. And uh, I mean, it was like devastating. Uh, their drummer, as you said, lost his leg, uh, which is, I cannot even imagine, let alone as a human, let alone as a drummer. Um, was it his kick leg? Was it his right leg? I think I it, no, I think it was his left leg, but I mean, to be honest, so much of their stuff is like double bass heavy and shit, you know, it pretty much could have been either. And I think he would have been <laughs> screwed. Yeah, let me... uh, 
So the drummer lost his leg, and I mean, I think at least, you know, like a couple of people, I think some of uh, like the drivers um, died in the crash. I mean, it was very, very traumatic, and it completely put them out of commission. I mean, these dudes were totally on the path of being like a mainstay for uh, the genre, as like I said, like a stick to your guns or like counterparts or straight from the path. I mean, like any of these bands, um, Ghost Inside was right up there with them and it just completely like stopped their career dead in their tracks. And these dudes had a really hard time, um, like mentally, physically, emotionally. And, uh, I think it was about maybe six to nine months ago. They just like randomly started putting on like Twitter and Instagram, like, uh, Hey, you know, just gauging people's interest, like, you know, if we ever were to come back, like, what songs would you want to see? And they sort of kept building up to it, and they finally announced that they were doing this show again. And um, it's so endearing to see any band go through something like that and come back and play a show four years later. And, uh, I mean, they instantly, like, all the tickets sold out. They had to completely, uh, like, figure out a way to get more people in the door because it sold out so quickly. Um, they yeah. got to play it in LA, uh, around like all of their friends and shit. And I just like, it was so heartwarming to see them out there doing it again. And the, the drummer actually, he has like a custom setup now that I want to say it was like his father-in-law or someone like that. I saw, I follow him on Instagram and I saw this, he helped build a, uh, like a custom attachment for i think like his drum stool that essentially yeah. helps give him power to the leg that he lost because he has a prosthetic but yeah essentially it, it makes it so that he's like powering the the actual kick pedal more from his thigh uh because that's ah, where he's generating okay. like a lot of his his power now um but it's it's crazy i mean he like managed to make that work and i saw somebody tweet who was at the show uh they just said you know i'm like in awe that the best sounding thing in the ghost inside show is the kick drum. And <laughs> I mean, like I, this dude is just like put, he was a great drummer before and after. I mean, that's what's incredible. Yeah. And he's, he's also though a really, really good guitarist. And I think that that's probably flourished a lot more, obviously. In, oh, I didn't know that in okay. the year since. Oh yeah. The dude is a, is a fucking sick guitarist. Um, if you follow on Instagram, I think his, I think his handle is at ill grip, I L L grip. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, definitely follow him because he is a really good. All those dudes are great to follow uh, to like keep up with the story and stuff. But he's great because you can just sort of see his guitar work, but also how he's been sort of persevering with the drums. Um, but I haven't seen full footage of the show yet. I've seen clips. The clips were like goosebump inducing. It was so amazing. But uh, I'll be curious to hear sort of like. Uh, what these guys are considering doing now i don't know if they'll actually reunite and play more shows or if this is just like a one-off thing and i think even if it's a one-off more power to them because i'm sure this was the hardest thing in the world for them to do but uh, i love whenever any band is able to do anything like that and um, to take four years off and go back to the stage after something like that would just be like overwhelming emotionally for me so oh yeah hats off to those dudes well, yeah, it looks like he was in a coma for 10 days and then uh, came out and had to they had to take the leg. But, yeah, it's, it's his right leg, actually. So it's his, oh, okay, it is his uh, right leg, yeah. Dominant kick leg, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, it's... It's, uh, fucking, so, it's fucking Robocop now. Yeah, Damn. seriously. Like, I, I mean, he sounds, like, better than ever, dude. It's... Uh, I don't know. It's crazy. So, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because that's, I think, like, worth noting because uh, so many bands that 
we like and we care about um even if we're not huge ghost inside fans they all were yeah. like coming together to support them and uh i mean if i would have been anywhere near it i would have definitely been at that show just to like support those guys so uh anyway if you if you don't listen to that band go back and listen to their old stuff uh or just keep an eye out for the live footage of the show and uh give those dudes all the love because uh, any band that has to go through any sort of like van crash or anything uh is probably deserving of all of your praise and attention and I, oh, I thought <laughs> i thought you were saying they probably deserved it like, oh <laughs> shit <laughs> i'm like record scratch here we go <laughs> i just turned the whole thing around and all of a sudden, yeah i was say and becomes, uh, after all that they fucking deserved it <laughs> the whole podcast becomes i actually hate the ghost inside fuck those guys i was gonna say they fucking wow <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, that was, I thought that was absolutely worth noting for the week. Um, sticking to the somewhat metal genre, uh, because I just pre-ordered this, um, (laughs) and I know we've talked about it, but this is probably a good thing to talk about. Um, so I pre-ordered, um, uh, John Goblicon's new book. Um, (laughs) goddamn right you did. (laughs) It should be coming here, uh, this weekend. Uh, maybe that's a episode that we're talking about anyway. But if you don't know John Goblicon, he's the mascot for Necro Goblicon, the metal <laughs> band or the parody, but whatever you want to call them. Uh, <laughs> I don't really give two shits about the band themselves. I mean, it's it's fun, interesting, you know, technical music, and it's obviously got some humor to it. But they have a <laughs> a um, it's a no name stand up comedian. I don't want to say no name, but it's a stand up comedian who's in a uh goblin costume <laughs> on stage with them basically harassing and you know kind of playing stupid a little bit i don't know it he, they've got a youtube channel you can check it out he has a talk show there's a couple seasons of it now it's some of the funniest shit they he, they just brought back a new season of it um but it's called right now with john goblicon and <laughs> it's so funny. even around my own yeah even around my own house i still uh <laughs> i've been saying it yeah it's no problem jeff yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> I actually today so my my roommate Grisha came in and was talking to me about how he had been watching some of those episodes and uh the my favorite line as it stands right now is whenever he's interviewing uh it's it's either Joe Troman or uh the drummer from Fall Oh the Boy. new one. Yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. He's just like, "You know Jeff Buckley?" Yeah, you, you get him on the phone. It's 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 a uh, it's the it's a uh, Joe Troman or whatever. Yeah, okay, so it is. Yeah, it is. I couldn't remember which one it was, but yes, that was, you, and he talks shit about the, the book again. <laughs> What's the next one going to be called? Fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but just go watch the. They're all you know five ten minute you know parody interviews where he's basically he doesn't know shit about the person he's interviewing, and they're done on Warp Tour. Or the new one's done in the studio, but. Um, it's clear they have a bunch of friends and you know if you look up this guy he's actually a decent looking dude but in this horrible makeup but they wrote a book um it's john gobble Khan's, you know guide to living or something like that um and i'm hoping it's going to be as hilarious as the show but there's just some great one-liners from it and oh my God. It, yeah i mean it's one of my favorite like youtube things right now and, uh god damn dude like the one where he interviews uh i think i showed that one where he interviews the hail the sun lead singer yeah, he's, he's like, I watched them all. Yeah, oh, God damn, that one. So, so you're the guy who's not booking us with Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the uh, West Borland from Limp Biscuit does the Ford on the book. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Wow. So apparently, they're like they know a lot of people, or at least this guy does. Uh, but yeah, the, it's um, it's the book. It's signed. Uh, so it's uh, Rare Rare Bird Books is the publishing company, and they also did Keith Buckley, the singer of 
Every Time I Dies, um, two books he's done. Mm-hmm. And I, I got those as well, which I haven't read yet, but those are coming with it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it comes with a vinyl and it's the audiobook of him reading it. Oh on my vinyl. God. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know how they fit the, I don't think they were able to fit the whole book on a vinyl. I think it's probably just, you know, excerpts from it. But either way, I'm just like, yes, I'll take that. <laughs> yes. That, that's a must buy. I, I guess I didn't realize that, uh, it was already up for pre order. I haven't been paying attention, but I will be buying it. Yeah. That it, as well. it, it shipped this weekend. I think it's coming, uh, actually saturday or something but anyway i'm, I'm gonna check it out and see uh if it's any good but yeah just thinking of the metal stuff it made me think of uh john Goblecon. so go just google that it's funny stuff if you like any of the humor r- related to these bands you know you'll you'll <laughs> enjoy it and it's <laughs> it's uh it's good times i thought this was john goodman con i thought it was just like a yeah. convention for john goodman fans <laughs> uh anyway oh, what does he say what's the hold on what's the uh uh so what it feel like to drown or to drown in that river Jeff? yeah that must have been really hard to drown in that river at 27 <laughs> yeah yeah it's no problem yeah <laughs> god it's good oh and his favorite restaurant's chili's uh, so you know ooh. and chili's actually uh he, he'll at chili's all the time and they'll respond back so it's just it's a weird funny uh social media relationship too on there so I'm, check it out man i recommend it i fucking love when a gimmick works Mm-hmm. that is the music i don't know how years. long they can keep doing it i mean i don't know i mean the band is i think he's going to surpass the band but you know i think they write for it so yeah. it's you know they're everybody's getting something out of it and they're not a bad band it's just you know it's just hokey i don't want to say hokey it's really good music but it's all based on you know this whole goblin yeah, race just, and all just, this stuff. it's just power metal <laughs> yeah it's it, you know it's, it's good but you know it's not your everyday listen at least not for me but uh i'm sure live it's a lot of fun yeah, I would. I mean, I would pay to go to go see that. Yeah. Uh, the other, I I forgot about this. This is one of the things I figured I would bring up too. Uh, did you listen to the new Underoath song that they released this week? Uh, no, I saw like the you know the brief Instagram stuff. Is it the? I think they were just bonus tracks from the original y- album. Yes, right? yeah. It's essentially just a B side. Uh, the the only. Er- I think those already came out like when they released it the first time. Like they had like a Target like special release. Oh, I get. Did they? I get. Well, that's probably true because these these were. I think just... the two B sides were already on there, and then they they added some extra stuff to this too. But I think like the two real song like new songs i think they've those have already been out in the wild i could be wrong about that but that was the impression i got uh well when i know i haven't listened to okay uh i yeah i'm trying to see which songs the only one that i listened to is yeah loneliness um but uh, you you know what brother uh it's probably better are you back are you back (laughs) (laughs) are you on board i'm not back but it's probably better than the rest of erase me or at least as good as any of the other songs on there but it's probably better and but having said that uh you'll have to listen to it and we'll update this story as it unfolds but to me it sounds like the reason they probably cut it from the album is because it seems like it's the song that sound that combines the most of the elements of old under oath with new and to be honest Ah, for for me that works better because i would have like if you would have released a whole album that sounded like this song sounds i would have probably been a little more on board with where they were going uh but there's like there's still some stuff that just just doesn't sit right with me but it's catchy and there's uh there's a couple parts in it that are really really sick on on drums and just sound like the the really aggressive under oath that I used to really, really love. Uh, but I, you should, you should go listen to it. Cause it's, I mean, it's good. Listen, listen to it whenever we're off here and uh, we'll talk about what you think, but it, okay. it's, it's better it than like, the other uh, stuff. 
so I don't think that so it's a deluxe edition of deluxe edition of Erase Me that they're releasing, and they this is like the single off of it, if you will. So there's other tracks. They have like a remix, an acoustic version of something, and then an addition, a second track as well that's new or new-ish, I guess. Um, so it seems like there's going to be more, but they haven't released the whole deluxe edition yet. Well, so. I'll tell you what. If they do any more of those damn Wubstep remixes, I'm out. Well, come on. They're going to keep pumping those out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's where the money's at. We already talked about that. But anyway, go. Uh, yeah, you should listen to Loneliness. Um, okay. I will save that now. It. it uh, hmm. I digress. I won't go too far into it now, but it is it is 100% worth giving a shot to to make Erase Me seem a little less eh. Yeah. Um, then the, the only other thing that I had on my mind for this week, uh, was that every time I die, I played hot damn all the way through at that festival in England. I know I'm so fucking pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, as I mentioned in, I think the last episode, but you know, I saw them play that when it came out, but you know, that's been forever ago. I want to see it now and they're better musicians now. So, you know, I loved all the videos of, um, was it Jordan? Um, like trying to relearn it and yeah. relearn some songs, you know, those riffs. I mean, that's, that's, they wrote some really good riffs. I mean, they're, they're not the best guitar players in the world, but they wrote some really fun fucking riffs. And I still play those to this day off hot damn because they're just, they're just good. And so I'm, I'm glad that they're able to do that and had so much fun doing it. Um, but yeah, it's, so I don't know if a, a video has been posted yet, but that'll be one. I'm definitely going to watch all the way on YouTube if it's out there. Yeah. And I, I saw on Twitter, they were like, people were tweeting at them about it. And one of the things they said was, Oh, this was actually really, really fun. Who knows? Maybe we'll actually play Hot Damn all the way through more often. Uh, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they just randomly do some shows like in the U.S. now where they play Hot Damn all the way through because they, they don't need to do anniversary tours, but uh, they can just play it whenever they want. And I think that now they decided sure. it was with this current lineup, I think they had so much fun with it I that they are it's, obviously going to yeah, play it's, it's it again. all those members, yeah. I mean, that's it's it worked out really well. I mean, it's the that whole lineup wrote that album, right? So yeah, well, I guess with, except the drummer. Oh, sorry, but I meant the um, the core four. Wrote the, the core four, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rat Boy's probably dead somewhere in the, in the sewer. <laughs> but. Well, I actually saw the Rat Boy. I think like I think it was last year. They played a show in Buffalo, and they had him come Did on. He come out? He, yeah, he played drums for. Uh, what song was it? I think it might have been Logic. He played for he played a couple songs off of uh off Last Night in Town. I didn't know that. Um, huh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, so I think that they finally like mended uh mended things with him because for a while they they were talking shit about Rat Boy. Oh yeah, and he was such a unique drummer. I mean, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but at least he was he was great in that band. Oh like, yeah, he, he was, was the perfect love perfect love that. his drums and that shit, but. Dude, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess you probably haven't, but um, after seeing the the latest drummer Goose play live, I'm fucking here yeah. for him, dude. He is so good. Yeah, I haven't seen him in person, but I've seen videos. But yeah, he's always been a good drummer. Yeah, he is great. But also, I mean, I, I mean, I could I'll talk about it every time I die for days. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> one of the I will say that one of the things that I think made Low Teens so great. Is that uh, Daniel Davidson drum? Daniel Davidson's drums are um, mm-hmm. so so good on that dude. He's like one of the most underrated drummers I feel like, and I loved his work that he did on the Under Oath uh, Disambiguation album, the one without Aaron mm-hmm. Gillespie. I think his drums on that are great, and I think the drums on Low Teens are so good because of it. But uh, I think I'm really excited to hear what the new guy Goose writes because he's like 
just been learning at breakneck speed. And uh, one of the other things I saw, I think it was the bassist that said uh, he learned seven of those songs off Hot Damn within a week and a half before them playing that show, and he nailed it. Wow. I mean, he's probably been listening to it forever, but yeah, I mean, actually sitting down and playing it. Yeah, it couldn't have been. It, it, no way it was like the first time he'd ever heard those songs. <laughs> yeah, how crazy would that be? He joins the band. They're yeah. just like, oh, we're going to play Hot Damn. He's like, what's yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been in it long enough. He knows those. But yeah, that's it's still impressive. I mean, he didn't he play for Norma Jean, too, after? Yes, uh, after Dan- after Davidson Daniel left. Davidson left, he uh, yeah. he was the drummer for Norma Jean. He was the one who did uh, Wrongdoers with them and oh i love that album yeah Yeah. and i I actually that's one of the norma jean albums that holds up for me uh especially of the newer ones but uh yeah he that one song on there uh if you got it at five you got it at 50 that's the best one it's so good and he but and the drums on that are fucking ridiculous and so heavy and that's him playing those so that's why i'm excited to hear uh hopefully blast beat every time i die uh for the next album Oh, yeah. I was going to say about Daniel Davidson, though. I mean, even back to the first Norma Jean, I think what I really liked about him and still do um, is he's a very musical drummer. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't I don't think, you know, Rat Boy was a musical drummer. He was a great drummer. But like there's something very musical about the way he wrote drums. Like it just there was more to it. Um, Yeah. It wasn't just, um, you know, D beats and blast beats and all that kind of stuff. It was it, it added something to the song. It's so, yeah, so, it's so uh, creative the way that he he wrote yeah. the drums for Low Teens. I mean, the, but like you said, even dating back to Norma Jean, um, like yeah. it's such a it's such a specific sound that he cultivates with what he's doing. And yeah, oh uh, man, it it is so good. But I, it's funny just how like all of those bands, like the Norma Jeans and Every Time I Dies, and I think I think he even actually was a touring drummer for He Is Legend for a bit. Like he's sort of been in all of those bands, just like tangentially. Oh wow, I didn't know that. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think it was for a very short, short amount of time. But I think he played sure. uh, for them after they had, they lost their original drummer. But yeah, man, I would I. You know, in in another life with more resources, I would have flown my ass to England to see them play Hot Damn all the way through. Yeah, if I would have realized that's what they were doing, I may would have made the efforts to do that. But <laughs> uh, hopefully, they do it again, or any of the other albums. I mean, they've got so many that are worth seeing all the way through. That's why I said in that last episode I, that show was so good yeah. because they played songs off of every album. But yeah, I mean, I would just I'm, I'm still pissed I missed them this year, but you know, I'm hoping they are not done yet. So, oh, they, they t- whenever I saw them live, I talked to Goose, the drummer, after the show, and he told me that they would be recording. The new album uh, this fall, I think, is what he told me. Oh, okay. but I mean, <laughs> exclusive news break uh, right here on the audio whoa files. red alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, where's the ticker? Come on, uh, that was that was what he said though. He said that they were they were writing songs uh, through last winter and like early this year, and then they were going to go to the studio sometime like after festival season and like this fall. Um, yeah. Things probably got derailed a bit though because they they accepted that tour with Coheed, but uh, I, yeah, I'm not mad. Sure they can take maybe, all the time they need. Maybe by summer 2020 we'll have something. Uh, they can play. I don't care if they're 85 years old and they're still releasing every time I die albums. Yeah, I mean they could do studio work forever, but yeah. If, um, the smart thing would be if they got to be like 60 years old and they were still playing, and they just renamed the band to Oh My God, I'm Dying. <laughs> that'll be the shirt that they put yeah. out for sure <laughs> yeah that's what's coming 
the only thing I was going to mention uh, that was in the news this week with all the Area 51 memes um, <laughs> is, <laughs> which I'm, hopefully you've seen. I have. Oh, just, boy, I have. Okay, good. Okay, because, <laughs> you know, we're storming them on, what is it, September 20th? Yeah. You better get ready. If we all, if we all uh, Naruto <laughs> run, then the bullets can't hit us. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Um, but the other thing that was in the news was this whole Lil Wayne Blink-182 tour oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so the alien thing made me. Uh, that, that was the tie together, by the way. So I'll take some more. <laughs> but loose you. transition, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, but one, I mean, don't even have to talk about this very much because there's no. I, I can't think of anybody that has, disagrees with this, but how ridiculous that tour is oh and why it's, why it's even it happening. Is and bad news bears. Why? What a desperate, you know, grasp for both of them to like stay relevant. Let's oh, let's tour together. The two bands that don't even, and then that whole they what they do. Uh, What's my name again? With him rapping over it as like the teaser video for the tour. I'm like, ah, yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't need that ever. Yeah, but if you don't know, this week, uh, like the fourth show in, Lil Wayne was apparently not thrilled with the crowd, or he was. He basically stopped the song. He's like, I'm not sure why I'm here. You know, thanks to Blink 182, I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be on this tour. This is, you know, this is not my vibe or whatever he said. And then, like, you know, a song later, he just left left the stage and left his band out there. So. Um, apparently he's, uh, talked since then and been like, no, this is the best thing ever. And this thing runs through September. So he's got a long way to go. Um, I mean, but he's like, why, like, yeah. who, who was in charge of that? Because why? That seems like a Mark Hoppus thing through and through to me. Oh, man, <laughs> it just it seems does. like, or probably, no, probably more Travis. I mean, cause you know, Travis kind of delves into the hip hop world, but I, as a fan, one, I'm not even a huge Blink-182 fan anymore because I mean, look at him, but, um, <laughs> You know, they are doing the, what is it, the 20th, 20th anniversary of, uh, of Enema. Enema of the State. Yeah. And that was the album that I got into. Like, I remember buying that album. Like, I knew Dude Ranch, but I didn't own it. But I bought Enema of the State first. You know, I love that. Um, and so it holds a special place for me. So I, I'm, you know, happy that they're playing it. But, like, you know, after all the live stuff I've seen, I'm not a Matt Skiba fan. I, you know, I'd rather have Tom. And then Tom came back and ruined it. So basically, to me, it's just dead. Like, I don't, you're beating a dead horse out there. And it's all nostalgia at this point. And I just, they're just not a good band <laughs> anymore. And they were barely a good live band before because it always just was such, you know, bullshit. You know, just, it, it was never that clean or, or never, sorry, never that tight, I should say. Yeah. I mean, there was moments, but uh, maybe like way back in the early 2000s when they really had it together, like right when Self Tell came out, like they finally had their live show together. But, um, I don't know. It's just not a band that I really care to continue to, uh, see tours for. Yeah. And I but, mean, and then you throw, you throw Lil Wayne on there, but and who's, the, who's yeah, the other one that's on there too. It's like neck deep or some shit. Yeah. And I have a problem with that band too, but there's <laughs> <laughs> a whole episode of things that I'm just not here for, but. <laughs> Uh, they do write some catchy songs. It's just, it's another, when we talked about live bands and their vibe and, you know, I don't, that whole, I'm miserable, but you know, please watch me play like, eh, get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just such a yeah, weird got, bill to have when you think about yeah. all of those people together and it doesn't make sense. And I don't know, man, I, I, I have tried to hold out for Blink-182 as long as I could because, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, a few of those albums are so fucking good still but you know i just yeah i don't need i don't need them to keep trying that and i think that they all just need to try different things and you know what like i would never have thought that in 2019 i'd be sitting here talking about blink 182 saying oh tom is probably like the best off of all of them yeah i mean <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, he, aliens exist, baby, and he's out there proving it. But uh, I just, uh, to, to me, the irony is that the one thing they need to do is grow up. And, you know, they're writing songs about not growing up. And this, it's just like Mark is just he'll always try to be a 21 year old. And I just, I don't, it's that it just it doesn't work anymore for it's, me. Like, yeah. It just looks ridiculous. It's alarming whenever, you know, you like you hear these songs that they, they wrote as like, I don't know. 45 year olds or some shit and it's talking about like skateboarding outside of a target and breaking your wrist and it's like bro you have kids why are you breaking your wrist yeah i mean it's california besides the pool song (laughs) i'm I'm out and the opener i guess the opener was pretty good like i was so psyched when i heard that opener on that album like oh it's gonna be good and then like no it was not it is not good um and i've never been a huge jackline trio fan so it really wasn't for me but you know one of our good friends uh is a huge blink 2 fan so you know i get it he's also just, a big alkaline not, trio fan he is i'm just saying like it's that was just never i never got into that kind of punk in a way that you know this this means something to me but i will say enema of the state and the self-titled like i think those are you know bangers start start to finish the other albums i never really you know you could you could get rid of their whole discography and just keep those two albums for me like those are those are blink 182 because they're like they're one's on one side and one's on the other and like they both complement each other to me like i, I kind of skipped uh take off your pants and jacket because it, it had some moments but to me it was not the better album i i i agree now that it's not that uh that, that enema and self-titled are the best but uh i don't know man only because of how like how old i was when take off your pants and jacket came out and just like oh sure also I mean, it had so many bangers yeah, on it. i mean it's, i mean there's nothing wrong with I, it i do like that album but i agree that you could probably just scrap the rest and i mean even dude ranch man this is probably sacrilege like somebody is probably gonna be fucking i don't pissed, like dude ranch and i've said it so many times i like songs <laughs> off dude ranch but for the most sure. part that shit is kind of weak yeah and i'm sure the person I, we're talking about uh matt if you're out there i'm sorry but you know dude ranch it, it ain't it ain't happening yeah sorry matt <laughs> uh, we, we couldn't say it to your face we had to say it on here but oof yeah hey. i've actually got a co-worker who has a uh the blink 182 the smiley logo on his arm um and i'm like oh that's cool and then he like kind of continued up his sleeve and he's got an angels and airwaves tattoo and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> go back go back go i gotta back. go <laughs> yeah um and that's another one I just, I, you know, I've spent so long not like them. And I remember me and Matt talking after they came out with that. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, that whole like Ernie Ball did a Tom DeLonge like hour and a half documentary a couple years ago. Like, no, I didn't see that after we had. You should definitely go out and watch it. You can uh, YouTube it for sure. And it's just he plays some old riffs. He talks about his stuff. He talks about what he's been doing. I mean, it's it was really good to see because, you know, we just there's so much we didn't know. And he seems kind of normal. And he's, you know still riffing on stuff, but, um, it made me want to listen to angels and airwaves. And I did. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, I don't hate it, but like, I, I don't know who told him he was allowed to do that with his voice. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, <laughs> and you, you know, you, after you listen to enough song, especially the earlier stuff, like it's not as bad, but as you keep going, it's like, and then you hear, you know, whatever neighborhoods, it's just like, and even live, like after that, that whole like 2009 to now time frame, it's like, what? <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> who told him that was okay? <laughs> yeah, because it's a very like intentional change. It seems. Yeah, and it's just it's like I know it's he was already doing it, but like this is just it was too much. Uh, but definitely watch the documentary. But like I I can't. And then that new Angels and Airwaves song, like I was like, oh yeah, it is. You're not, not good. you're not any better than uh, Blink One Eight Two right now. Like stop that. Yeah, <laughs> stick to Aliens. Yeah, you know. But I did see that he like that Tom DeLonge did. Uh, I think post something on like Instagram that was like, um, 
a thank you to Travis Barker and, and Mark Hoppus or something to something to the effect of being like, I'm really glad for my years in Blink. And it seems sort of like him, oh, him like closing the chapter because, you know, that they've they've been so up and down in their relationships with each other. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that. There's just a bunch of old dudes now, and I don't need that tour, and I don't need Lil Wayne in in my Blink One Eighty Two, and vice versa. So no, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not it's not okay, and um, I don't I don't even know if the if the tour can continue. I mean, like, are they selling enough tickets? Like, who knows? It's just also I'm thinking in my mind now. I'm combining like what would you what would I call that tour? And in my mind, I went to uh, Wayne One Eighty Two, which. <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like a shirt you would no, have gotten. No, that's the tattoo. It's, it sounds like a shirt you would have gotten in 1999, like whenever you were at a WWE <laughs> show in your town. Oh yeah, uh, it's definitely Wayne 182, and that's forever what I'm gonna call that. <laughs> and if somebody hasn't, oh, that's good. 182 shades of Wayne. <laughs> Oh, I, you know that's we're done. Yeah. That's well, it, right there. you know what we're Wayne one eighty two. Yeah, we're we're just about at an hour anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and end strong on Wayne one eighty two. Uh, that's actually my favorite. If you don't call this, uh, this is what you should call the episode. Is Wayne? It's it is now. going to be Wayne one eighty two, and also it is my favorite Bible verse. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm done. That's it's, and this has been your weekend. Yeah, that, hey, that, that's couldn't have said it better, pal. Uh, so that's it. That was the weekend music. Uh, we yeah. will be doing these again, uh, just sort of on on weeks where uh, maybe there's a lot to talk about, or maybe we don't want to dive so deep into one specific album or topic. Uh, let us know what you guys thought about everything that we've talked about today. Uh, give us more feedback. We literally live for the feedback. And we will be happy Absolutely. to to improve. And, um, you know, we're going to, as I said in the last episode, we're going to keep this thing going. We're having a fun time. And I think we're on a, a regular upload schedule now where you should be seeing a new episode uh, just about every Thursday or Friday, um, just depending on when I have the time to fully edit it and get it posted. And geez, hurry well, up. You know, it's a tough life, but somebody's <laughs> got to live it. Um, but thank you everyone for listening this far into episode three. Yes. Thank you very much. As I said in the beginning, um, sort of as an incentive, I do want to get to either a hundred followers on Instagram or 500 overall listens for the podcast, whichever comes first. Once we get to that point, um, either me or Griffin will set up a Spotify playlist that we can share with everyone just so that you can sort of keep a week to week record of what we're talking about. And it will probably be a lot of music that bounces all over the place. And for some of it, uh, you can listen along with us for the first time because there are going to be things that me and Griffin are talking about that we, the other one hasn't listened to and vice versa. So that's going to be yes. fun for you to experience all that with us. And, uh, before we go, Griffin, do you have anything else to add? I mean, Wayne one eighty two. All right, it's that's a it's forever. That's it then. Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you to everyone. Thank you, thank you. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Audiophiles Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can get at us on Facebook as well. Reach us whatever way is yep. most convenient for you. You can follow me on my personal account at at Quinn K H, uh, and then Griffin, your personal account as always. Um, I'm at uh, Griffin Holt, easy with an E. Yeah, no Griffin with an I. Don't don't get it twisted. No you won't find me there. You won't find me there. All right, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we will see you all next week. Bye. <laughs>